0: Today's episode, the number one mistake that business owners make. I want you to avoid falling into this trap. So, I'm Sean. I'm obsessed with business, marketing, and growth. I've created this podcast to share ideas, knowledge, and tools I've gathered over a career of helping businesses thrive. Welcome to the Growth Code. So, back to today's episode and the number one mistake that I see business owners make time and time again the mistake is trying to talk to everybody because if you're talking to everybody you're talking to no one if we put all of our energy to attract everyone and every possible customer our focus is being taken away from the ideal customers you know those absolute perfect customers that are actually going to spend money with you the trap is that we do want to get as many customers as possible, right? I mean, who wants to exclude anyone? Business is a scary place. But we can't, we have to speak to our ideal customers. Whatever line of business you're in, whether you're a startup, if you're an established business, there's one reality that hits us pretty quickly. We're not in control of our success, as we thought we would be. That responsibility falls squarely in the lap of our customers. They've got our hopes and dreams and fate in their hands. I know that sounds pretty elemental, but whether you're growing or getting off the ground, you need customers. And to do that, you've got to have an offer that really speaks to them. That means reaching them with a brand promise that they can truly connect with. Now, these ideal customers, they're going to be handing over hard-earned cash, right? They're going to be paying us for our products and services. So I think we owe it to them to kind of get to know them a bit. Because this ideal customer is not a figment of our imagination. They might not be who we even think she is. And we've got to really get to know them. You know, you build your product, you build your service, and, and we think customers will just come you know that old saying build it and they will come well it's kind of not true and if the customers aren't flowing through the door we shouldn't be asking where they are we should be asking who they are so I just want you to sit for a second and just think about who your ideal customer is really visualize them in your mind and now ask yourself something else is that picture of who they are based on anything but your own assumptions hopefully you can see where I'm going with this but often when we're in business we get busy right and we make some lazy assumptions about who our customers are we think we instinctively know their tastes and share their values and understand their problems but if there's one thing I've learned in my career customers buy for their reasons not ours so If we want real business growth, we've got to speak to those ideal customers. I mean, of course, really successful businesses know this already and they've had to be very clear about what they're offering and who they're offering it to. And this usually translates into an unshakable brand positioning that resonates with their customers and provides the perfect, perfect platform for growth. It's kind of like making friends. It's easier if people know what you stand for Now, those big brands that I'm talking about, they probably have teams of brand managers, marketing directors, and copywriters to make sure that all of this kind of falls into place, but you can achieve the same thing. So today, I wanna just share three pillars and walk through three things with you so that you can get started. So, the first one, define your audience. This really is the first step to growth, to know exactly who those customers are, and like I said, it's not everybody. And whatever product or service you're offering, there's always going to be some people more likely than others to respond to your particular way of doing things. I want you to really sit down and be realistic, because your ideal customer isn't always who you want it to be, and sometimes it's not even who you think it's going to be. You know, you can probably Google and you've probably got some own ideas or your own examples of accidental audiences whether it's a brand that's been created to treat sofas and it ends up being an antimicrobial treatment or whatever it might be you know just have a think about who your ideal customer is and who is most likely to buy your product the reason for this is simple it's because they're going to be more likely to respond to you so be absolutely sure about that. You need to find them, understand them, get to know what they're like, where they hang out. Because it's far more productive to have meaningful, meaningful conversations with a kindred spirit than it is shouting at everyone who walks past. You know, you don't walk into the pub and just shout at the whole room. There's a few brands that I think do this exceptionally well because they know what their values are and they know who their ideal customer is. If you have a think about one particular brand, one of my all-time favorites, Patagonia, they stand for environmental values and they stand for certain things they always have. It's how they live and do business and they attract people that have the same values and it's just beautiful. It's beautiful branding, messaging, And such a great story to go and have a look at. So with digital marketing and email marketing, where you're marketing one to many, it's still possible to do this kind of one to one targeted conversation and have meaningful conversations with people. And when you've defined your audience, it'll make it a hell of a lot easier for you to plan out your advertising campaign, whether it be on Facebook or online, because you've got an idea of exactly who you're targeting to, you know, brings me on to number three, (laughs) number two, sorry, shaping your proposition. Once you're clear on the kind of people you're talking to, you can now frame your offer in a way that best speaks to their needs. I was going to save this for the end of my podcast, but I'm just going to share with you a chapter one. A verse from Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which I've just finished reading, and I really wish I had read this years ago. I'm going to run through these things, these steps that he talks about to change attitudes and behavior. He's talking about leadership, but I think our man, Dale Carnegie, would be a master marketeer in today's world. So number one, he says, don't promise anything that you can't deliver and forget about the benefits to yourself and concentrate on the benefits to the to the other person know exactly what it is that you want the other person to do and be empathetic ask yourself what it is the other person really wants if you if you haven't dug into your ideal customer persona and haven't created an avatar for this ideal customer you're not really going to be able to find out what they really want and I really advise that you do that and spend some time to do that. I've got a template that I can share and I'll talk about my Facebook group at the end of the podcast. You then want to take the benefits and the person's wants and match them up. I think this is genius because we talk all the time about not selling features and not selling benefits but selling what the person really wants which is an end result, a desired goal, whatever it might be. And lastly, When you make your request or your call to action, maybe put that in a way that will convey to the person the idea that he or she will personally benefit from it. So that was it back to me. But that was something from Dale Carnegie's book that I just wanted to share on this topic because I thought it was so relevant. So we've shaped our proposition and um, you need to make it unmistakably clear the difference that you make and that difference doesn't have to be tangible it can also be emotional in fact in today's world there's probably less opportunities to be unique or offer a unique selling point as used that used to be a major buzzword but you can touch on what the essence of the brand is you know people will buy from a brand for emotional reasons as much as they will for the tangible reasons And then number three, craft your communications. So when you've done all that, i.e. defined your audience and shaped your proposition, now you can actually craft your communications. You know what you're going to say and who you're going to say it to, but now you've got to package it up in a way that does far more than just get your sales message across. Your marketing communications, your website, your logo, your Instagram page, whatever it might be, these are opportunities to show your potential customers that you're someone they want to do business with. First impressions and all that, it, it really is true. The language has got to be clear. You know, if you know who you're talking to and what they want from you, you can use the language and a tone of voice that's appropriate for the situation. You know, whether you've got them into your CRM and you start emailing them, when you're planning your content and tailoring that to wherever they are in the process I say that the temperature of the marketing needs to match the temperature of your audience if they're cold obviously you need to warm them up and get them to know like and trust you but if they're further along in the process then obviously you can start showing more of your personality and everything else so that tone voice and the language is really important just as much as the design and the imagery that you use to reveal something about your brand's personality at every touch point every communication you put out there will reveal something about your brand whether you intend it to or not so take that take that a little bit further and just put your brand in the hands of professionals you know, whether it's a copywriter to help you craft your message or whether it's a designer to help make sure that your website and visuals are just absolutely on point. Because, like I said, first impressions, we are all judgmental creatures and <laughs> we do make judgments. So just think about how everything looks and try and be subjective. Objective. If you're a startup, Your marketing will determine whether you come across as the risky new guy or a fresh thinking expert. If you've been around for a while and you've been around the block, your marketing will create the impression that you're relevant or maybe you've become irrelevant. So just have a think about it and just really dig in and audit your marketing communications. Good communication will bring down the barrier to doing business with you. So it's really important to get it right. The stark truth of the matter, it doesn't really matter how amazing your product or service is. If you can't get customers to your website, if you can't get them through the door and you can't get them to listen to your messages, you don't have everything you need for success. So if you want your new customers to visit and you want them, you want to reach them with compelling reasons, definitely seek the advice of professionals, I'm here I've got my Facebook group if you jump on Facebook and search for the growth code I talk more in depth about these kinds of topics I've got marketing checklists and all sorts of things to help you in a customer avatar to guide you through the process I also do more Q&As and discussions over there so I hope to see you there and if you're still listening thank you very much for staying with me to the end I will definitely be with you again next week thank you